Hello and welcome to Duel of Tanks, the number one podcast where we sit around campfires and argue about shit you don't care about. I'm Rhett. And I'm Kane, and we are by a campfire in my front yard. Yep. Beautiful Gervais, Oregon. <laughs> The goats are loose right now, so this this will be funny. If the goats... <laughs> <laughs> they were. Did you see it? I didn't see it, but I heard Bailey scream the other day when you guys were over here, yeah. and the goat jumped up and started chewing on her hair. Yeah, that was awesome. And the goats were like chasing her. She like went to go find your dad, because uh, he was visiting Brantley, and she like and the goats were like literally hounding her, just like. Right behind her, and then she'd turn around, and then she's like, leave me alone, and she'd, like, pace up, and then, like, gallop after her. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was pretty freaking awesome. That's probably one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah, it was hilarious. She had, like, goat prints on her back. <laughs> trying to mount her. <laughs> that's w- weird of you to say. Yeah. But the female goats, it's okay. Yeah, that's true. Lesbian goats. Yeah, that's all right. It's only weird if it's a male goat. True. Anywho, Rhett. Kane? Since our last uh, meeting, yes. I have watched Mad Max Fury Road. You have. Not once, not twice. Yes. But three times. And you, you remember that text I sent you um, partway through? Like, hey, dude, I'm watching. This is awesome. And you remember yeah. the text I sent you right after I, I finished it? Yeah. I said that, uh, number one, it is a masterpiece. That is a damn fucking perfect movie. Yeah, I mean, and what I tell just, people often is that it's, it's quite the... Uh, Quite the, uh, fuck, what's the word I've been using a lot? <laughs> uh, spectacle. Yes. It's quite a spectacle of a movie. It is a testament to 2015 filmmaking. Um, uh, I mean, it is, you're just inundated with stuff from start to finish, but it's all you good. Have, it's, a, it's all good. It's almost, I think it's exactly two hours long from start to finish, and... In that 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 120 minutes, there is maybe maybe 15 minutes where there isn't something like there isn't action. Yeah, and but there's still a storyline. There's still a good story, and it flows. It's not like a you know, it's yeah. not like a what's what's his nuts who does like all those action um, movie. He did like all the Transformer movies. Michael Bay. Michael Bay, who you know, he has his place. I'll say, but he does, you know, the story is not as, explosions is what he wants, not really a story. Yeah. There's a fucking story, it's well acted. I didn't think, A, it was possible for any Mad Max movie to be better than Road Warrior. I didn't think, B, anybody could ever play Mad Max besides Mel Gibson. And C, I didn't think anybody could play Mad Max better than Mel Gibson. And A, B, C, all. Across the board. Across the board. It is a better movie. Tom Hardy pulls off Mad Max and he does it better. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> What's great about Mad Max, and it's really, I mean, it's it's a testament to George Miller's, uh, right, George Miller? Yeah. George Miller's directing, Tom Hardy's acting, um, as well as Charlize Theron. Let's not forget oh, she that was she was really good. almost better than I Tom Hardy. I heard they're, they're going to make a spinoff better. Mad Max Furiosa. That'd be awesome. I would, I would watch that. That was fucking sweet. Uh, just a testament to everybody involved that, Anyone who watched the movie enjoyed it. There, I don't think that there were many people who were like, well, you know what? I don't like far future desert dystopian fictions. And it's like, all right. Most people were just well, like... they haven't seen Mad Max Fury Road. And yeah. that's the beauty of it. You could watch this movie without seeing the original three. Yeah. And, and be okay. Yeah. But there's definitely... If you've seen the original three and this one, there's callbacks to those. But they're not like... Well, George Miller has flat out said that this is a sequel. It's not... Oh, no, it is. It's definitely it's a sequel. It's not a reboot. It's not a spiritual successor. It's a sequel, he said. No, no so. I know. I 100% agree with that. It's definitely a sequel, but even still, unlike most sequels, you could watch this one without seeing other three and be okay. Yeah. But there's definitely a lot of callbacks to yeah. it. There's, I mean... Basically, all three of those movies can, can be standalone movies if yeah. you want. Yeah, I've, I've seen them all. I mean, I've seen them all. Mm. But independently... They hold up just fine. So, I mean, the first Mad Max movie I ever saw was Road Warrior. Which is most people, that's the Followed first by Thunderdome. See. Yeah. Uh, and then Mad Max. So, like, in reverse order almost. Uh, and Road Warrior made a little bit more sense after seeing Mad Max, right? Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. actually. And, uh, but this is a great movie. I haven't had anybody say that, like, oh, well, this isn't my cup of tea. Like, people who think that they don't like it come away from the movie theater being like, holy shit, like, that was a movie. It was an experience, you know? It's like, 
<clears throat> what I fucking loved about it, it there's no real love story. I mean, there kind of was between the the bald dude and one of the wives. Yeah, I guess. Kind of, but not really. I mean, it, it was just a flat-out, balls-the-wall action movie, but done well with actually a story to yeah. go with it. It was fucking amazing. I, I, I might watch it again tonight after the kids go to sleep. It was right. that good. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... So, Rhett. Yeah. This week's episode of Cineman, you guys recorded. Yeah. You watched, perhaps, I would agree with you, with your assessment, one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, listeners can look forward uh, to it after uh, Blade is released, because uh, we're still building up here. But Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, we watched League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and holy shit, it's just so bad. Yeah, that's a horrible movie. Uh, I can understand, like, kids maybe liking it a little bit. Because when I, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, like, the ultimate thing, and I say this on Cinnamon, so I'll try not to, I'll try not to dive too deep here, but I really liked the team up movies, right? Yeah. Like, uh, a, an adult example of a team up movie is Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. You're one by one, you're introduced to the team, they gather them up, and then they go beat each, the bad each guy. Each guy has their moment, each yeah, guy yeah. has their. The team up movie. Uh, I can't think of. Well, Avengers is a team-up movie. There you go. That's a perfect example. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a good one, too. I haven't seen the second one yet. Uh, it's not as good. I see. I... Wait, you haven't seen Age of Ultron? No. I thought we talked about it. No, we talked about it, and I think it... What, did I see it? Maybe I did see it. Yeah, you had to have. Oh, fuck, I did see it. We were like... Yeah, see, that's, that's how, how good bad that one was. was. Yeah. It was like, oh, I didn't, it didn't really leave an impression on me. It wasn't as good as the first, for sure. Oh, and I haven't seen the new... Uh, the, the last, like, all the... the Releases of like Iron Man three. Oh yeah, or uh, the second, maybe third uh, Captain America. Cap- the third of Captain America is going to be Civil War, oh, which okay, is coming so I haven't out. Seen the third or second one? Excuse me. The second one's good. That was actually a really good movie. Yeah, Avengers two is a little weak, but yeah, Avengers is a perfect example of a team up movie. Good call. Uh, so, and I loved those as a kid. You know, like that's just like was yeah. the way movies were. Um, but this one. It's just so bad. I remember even at the time, like, it came out, what, 98? No, it had to have been like 2000-something. Okay, but I remember at the time, like, the special effects were like... Not, garbage. They were just garbage. Like, it doesn't shit. hold up. Yeah, I think the movie was like 2003 or something, dude. It had to have been like early that, 2000s oh, to God. mid-2000s. Like, <clears throat> so and, I remember watching like, man, these effects are not not up to standard right now. And what I, do, what I feel really bad for Sean Connery for... And this is just how dumb he is. Like, he passed over the Matrix when offered a role, and then he passed over Lord of the Rings when offered a role because, quote unquote, he didn't understand the scripts at all. But he could understand League of Extraordinary. No, Dylan. so he said that when a third one that he didn't understand came along, because after Matrix was a huge oh, success, okay, so yeah. And he goes, "Well, I, I don't understand it. Maybe there's something to that." And he accepted the role. And the movie's horseshit. That's like one of his last movies that he did, did too. He's like literally the only redeeming part about that movie. No, th- that's not true. I did tell John that there's a character, Captain Nemo, you know. He, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, I, didn't, I only got through like maybe 15, 20 minutes of it. I had to shut it off. It was so bad. Yeah, well, you can hear me and John talk about other shit. Uh, halfway through the movie, we pull out our phone and start watching um, all six Star Wars movies overlapped over each other at the same time. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I told John. What's the longest Star Wars? It's got to be Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones. One of yeah, the one of those last ones. It's interesting when you watch them all because they start at the same time and then like some of them have credit. It's just overlapped. All six are overlapped yeah. on top of each other with the sounds and the visuals. Well, are, they, are they overlapped? Like you have like six like mini screens and the one no no they're layered on top oh, of they're each layered other. on top it's like a star oh, wars that's sandwich. gotta be fucking confusing as shit <laughs> it's amazing dude. is there any scenes Don't where like all it. six movies like they kind of sync up in a way like yeah there's the same no. things happening like, there are kind of yes there's a few parts where it's the visuals are actually fucking badass because you have like a silhouette of like luke skywalker uh coupled with like han and like leia like holding each other delicately coupled yeah. with like you know, something else badass happening from the other ones. Yeah. Like, there's a few parts where, and, and I actually found out about that video from somebody did like a scene by scene analysis yeah. of it. And, and I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and I found it to be actually like super entertaining <laughs> and kind of 
like illuminating and the sounds got to be the most to me the sound would be the most uh confusing part oh it's just like chaos sometimes <laughs> i mean you can like make out stuff sometimes but other times it's like i've got to do this. yeah it's just like crazy now what's the last movie that i can't remember honestly. No, when they end so like they start ending i guess it probably gets a little bit more that would be the curious part is which one's the final one sh- being shown I don't remember, honestly, but it is interesting even because they all start at the same time. Yeah. So you're, and they start on like a LucasArts picture. Yeah. And then, bah, 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 yeah, and then the crawl starts. Bah, 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 bah. It's interesting seeing like the variance in colors yeah. on the crawls and yeah. the variance in speeds. Like yeah. it's barely discernible, but you know, and then here it is just like wham, slam dunk in your face. And, <laughs> That's funny. So we watched that during League of Extraordinary <laughs> Gentlemen. And that's why Contact is a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great movie. I rewatched that. It was really good. Still holds up. Some movie. It's funny how some movies will hold up, you know, but others won't. Matrix, it's funny. To me, watching the original Matrix still holds up, but you watch the sequels, they don't hold up. Uh, the special effects in the, the, the other two, I think... In which one? In the Matrix? The original Matrix holds up still. Yeah. The other two don't. But I like, I like the I like the other one. two, but I'm saying like this is the... Like, it's just, I'm just talking visual effects. The visual effects in the second and third one still I don't hold up compared to the first one. I guess maybe the first one doesn't Well, because grandiose. they overdo it. They do... Yeah, it's huge production, you know? Yeah. Uh, part of me... There's like a lot of scenes in the other ones that I like a lot, and Matrix Reloaded is just fucking just in your face nonstop. I like the. I always like the, the the ending battle scene where all those uh, yeah in with all the Agent Smiths. No, and in uh, revolutions where all the fucking uh, those uh, Agent Smiths attacking. Neo. No, that's in, that's in Reloaded. I'm talking about in revolution revolutions where all those like robots are are, are attacking through the ceiling and stuff, and those giant like diggers oh. are coming down. Oh yeah, I always thought that was pretty cool. Oh, in the city. Yeah. yeah, well, in it's revolutions, Zion. in revolutions, there is the fight between Neo and all the clones of Agent Smith. In yeah, the rain. Yeah, well, he's fighting just one, and all the clones are just kind of watching. It's oh, the yeah, second yeah, one where he right. fights yeah, like okay, 80, yeah, 90 uh, yeah. Agent Smiths at once. Which like, I, uh, the special effects in that scene do not hold up. No, it's a little, it's a little crummy. I think one of my favorite scenes in that movie still is like one of the openings in Reloaded when they're having the meeting with all the ship captains yeah. in that room. And then he's like, agents are here. And he goes out there and <clears throat> he fucking fights the agents. And there's some cool scenes where he's just like, they're on the, they're standing on the wall, like, do, 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 yeah. like doing some cool stuff. And then like, you see like upgrades or something like that. Yeah. Or... Yeah. Oh, do, 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 and he goes to the block and he goes, hmm, upgrades. <laughs> he doesn't even give a fuck, dude. It's like the one movie where Keanu Reeves like acting actually kind of fits. <clears throat> the Matrix. I uh, I really liked all those movies, especially because they came out when I was a kid, and that just like yeah. fuck, you know, dude. It was literally like a live movie anime, yeah. like, and that's what I loved about it is it just fit everything about my sensibilities at the time. Like the action was like in sync with my like what I liked about action. All that like the ship stuff like racing through the tunnels or like or the robots attacking the city like holy shit that was just like what i lived and breathed for as a kid Mm. and then to boot i really liked it too because like the whole mythology of the matrix and everything yeah the overarching storyline you see like the animatrix yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say like i think we've talked about all this before (laughs) we probably have yeah anyway but that's what i was gonna say real quick is just like when i found out about all the overarching matrix stuff especially from the animatrix like i just became like super obsessed with like the lore and yeah. the history, like the, one of my, my favorite, uh, my favorite video in the Animatrix is the one that leads up to the war between the robots and the humans, like showing yeah, how it all started. Yeah. Like fucking badass. And there's some of the imagery in that when the war starts, dude. It looks literally like how I imagine fucking Skynet versus humanity yeah. looks in Terminator. Like so fucking dark. Did you see the and new- these robots are like munching on humans, and their blood is spraying out, and the bones are crunching, and everyone's <laughs> like, ah! and it's like just. Fucking terrifying. Did, did you see the new Terminator? Genesis? No. Did you? No. I just, I don't know if I want to. You know, what was the other one with like Christian Bale? Oh, uh, Salvation? Yeah. I actually kind of liked that Salvation one. was good. And I was, what I was going to say about it was that I didn't go to see that in theaters because I thought it looked bad. But then when I saw it later, it actually really surprised me. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't seen Genesis yet, especially because like, 
I really like Amelia Clark, and I don't want her to be like in some dumb movie just because all she's done is Daenerys Targaryen, yeah. and she's like, I have to branch out. Like, you yeah, know, uh, the mistake a lot of actors and actresses make. Yeah, I think uh, the dude who plays Jamie Lannister, he's coming out with a in a movie. I can't remember, but it looked horrible. Some dude, he is in a great movie that I saw on Netflix that takes place in Denmark, I think. Oh, and. It's from the perspective of this one guy who's, like, an art thief. And he, like, and the whole movie takes place in Danish. Like, they speak Danish, I think. Yeah. And and then he he works in this dead-end job, and he, like, not dead-end. It's actually a pretty good job. But when when he finds out that people aren't going to be home, he goes to their house, and he steals their art, and he fences it. Yeah. And that's how he, like, keeps his, and this guy's, like, kind of gluttonous. Like, he has a house he can't afford with a wife that has expensive tastes. Yeah. And all this stuff. And he finds out that his wife has been fucking this dude, and it turns out it's Jamie. It's Jamie, the guy who plays Jamie Lannister. Yeah. And he fucking does this. He makes a plan where he's like, "Oh, you have artwork," and then he breaks into the guy's house and steals his artwork. But then the guy fucking comes after him. Yeah. Jamie Lannister comes after him because he knows that he sold the fucking art and he kills his friend and does all this. Sh- it's actually a great movie. It's called like Headhunters or something oh, okay. like that. Huh. Um, I haven't even, never even heard of it. A great foreign film. Uh, and he, apparently he speaks just as good Danish as he does English. Cause... Oh, it's all in, it's all in Danish? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah every, the whole movie's in Danish, sorry. Well, isn't he, he, I think he actually is from one of them weird countries over there. I think so. <laughs> but it's weird how good of English he speaks. Yeah. Like, in, it's crazy how good of English he speaks in those movies, and then apparently he's fluent in Danish as well. And maybe, like, other languages? Like, a... <coughs> Oh, sorry, that, that, that fire, you want, you want me to move? You want to move? Dude, a piece of ash just like went straight into my mouth and burned. I'm sorry, you alright? Yeah, that hurt. Here, drink up your beer, yeah. you'll be fine. I'll be alright. Anyways, um... I'll be alright. I'm sorry, that was weird, just like, a piece of ash like went up, and then I like breathed it in, and I was like... And I was like, ah! <laughs> um, yeah, so that's an interesting movie, go check it out. It was on Netflix, I don't know if it is anymore, it's called Headhunters, I think. Nice. Yeah, are you excited for the new season of Game of Thrones coming out? Yeah, I mean, I always am. I mean, the excitement has died, sort of, because I'm, like, always tired of waiting. Yeah. And especially because this is going to be the first season that completely... it ha- The books aren't out yet, yeah. so uh, I'm not exactly excited for that. Well, I think they, they, they're going to follow an overall arc no, they will. set up. But... they will, but that's the thing. I'd rather read it first, yeah. you know? Like, but to be fair, and George R. Martin brought up a perfect uh, defense for this... Uh, you know, he apologized profusely because he thought he would be able to finish the books before the show ended. Yeah. Uh, and he apologized profusely to everybody, and he wrote this long letter online basically saying that, you know, I'm sorry, but to be fair, I have gone to see movies mm-hmm. after I've read the books, and I enjoyed both just yeah. as much as I would have. And I have gone to see movies before I have read the books, yeah. and it still enjoyed both equally. Yeah. Uh, not equally, but, you know, enjoyed them both as he would have. Yeah. And he says to him, uh, you know, there's not much difference in that, in that anymore in this world because like everybody's seen Harry Potter, but maybe not everybody's read the books. But if you go yeah, read the books, like you're still going to get something out of it. Oh yeah. And so like, I, I've, I've only read the first one or two Harry Potter books, but I've seen all the movies. Exactly. And if you went to go read the books, you'd still get something from it. Um, and that's what he was trying to say. He goes, but as far as I know, no show has ever come out before the books have. So yeah. he's like, this might be a first, and I'm sorry for that, but maybe we can still enjoy it. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, he's trying to make it good. He's trying not to fuck it up. I think. I agree. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I agree. His books are still going to sell. It's just, it's just hard because I would rather, because there's characters that are in the book that affect the storyline that aren't in the show. Yeah. And I, I like really weird, but. Yeah. I mean, they can't do it all. They yeah. should have done more. They should have done bigger, longer seasons if they wanted to pack it all in there. Yeah, but I think it's such an expensive show to make. Well, because you have such a huge cast, even if you cut out a lot of characters from the books. Yeah. And HBO, I mean, they don't, <laughs> run, they don't run ads. It's all subscription, basically. Yeah. So it's like they can only afford some. I, I get why they're not being no, longer. I get it. Would it would be nice, but if they did. But I mean, it's quite an ambitious project. I mean, they they could have maybe cut out some characters and still, like, made references to them. Yeah. Uh, 
and still done good work. Well, it's funny. Like, I think Jane Poole, she's in all the books so far, but she's like, I don't think she's even mentioned, or her dad is, I think, but I don't think she's even mentioned once. Jane Poole. Rocks? She's not a major character, but she's in all Who's the Who's Jane Poole? And her dad was like the captain of the guard for uh, the Starks. Oh. Hmm. I mean, there's three... Th- <laughs> I might be wrong. The name, oh, the name Jane Poole definitely rings a bell, but I, there's so many named characters in the book. There's over 3,000 right now. Oh, it's amazing. Um, I don't know how he keeps it all together. Well, and, people have pointed out a few of his mistakes. Like, there's a character that um, that one time he describes as being a girl, then the next time describes as being a boy, and people point it out and he goes, sorry. <laughs> yeah, like, well... Yeah, 3,000 characters, what can you do? You're going to fuck up at least one. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't know. I'm still trying to decide, like, what I'm going to do at this point. Like, am I going to keep watching Game of Thrones or am I going to wait? Because originally I was going to wait if this happened, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do exactly. Well, I'm, I'm definitely gonna, not against watching the show. But I'm going to wait till the entire season's been out and then binge watch it all in, like, a day, two days. Like, I did uh, the... Uh, because it's season six, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I binge-watched season four and five in, like, two and a half days. Just, like, episode after episode after episode. Yeah. Over a weekend. And it was... That's the way to do it. It's, like, one long-ass movie. Yeah. Well, I've seen, like, the first... I've seen every episode in the first three seasons, like, a billion times. Because yeah. back when I was obsessed with it, I'd watched it all the time at yeah. work. And, uh... <laughs> Getting paid to watch Game of Thrones. Hell yeah, dude. Well, as every other show, I watched all Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> White Collar. Um, I watched um, a lot of my customers. You know, I'm there for twenty minutes, twenty minutes to forty minutes. I watched uh, <coughs> the last season of Walking Dead on my phone, just using their Wi-Fi on <laughs> Netflix. Nice. I would download stuff uh, and put it on my phone every night that I would go to work, oh, yeah. and then I would just go through all the episodes I had, <laughs> and then I'd delete the ones I watched and upload more on there. <laughs> It's a way to do it, man. I watched so many shows that yeah. way. Uh, I did Lost like that. Have you, did you ever finish Lost? Fuck yeah, I finished Lost. You were there. No, I wasn't. Yeah, you were. We, Your parents went away for the weekend, and we, you and me and Bailey watched like the last ten episodes together. Did we really? God, my memory sucks. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. That's like a whole day lost. Yeah. Which is funny, because we watched Lost. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then Fuck. you kept being like, and then you kept being like, remember how I said? Oh, yeah. Who really is the most I important? I do remember this now because I, I remember when you guys were watching, like, one of you, I think Bailey asked me, does Hurley die? I'm like, no, in fact, he's like, arguably the most important character by the time this whole thing ends. Yeah. What? What happens? You know, I was like, no. Nope. Yeah. What? And then I, You don't even get it till the end. And then we're pointing out a couple of different things, too. Um, you know, uh, what's interesting is that there was like an epilogue to yeah. Lost that never aired. Yeah. And I watched it, and I'm like, it's oh. It's on the DVDs, yeah, I think. I was like, oh, it, like, kind of brings things in together more. Yeah. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lin- Linus? Yeah. Uh, Benjamin. He, uh, like, goes into, like, a Dar- Dharma facility. Yeah, and, like, it, and, it relieves and, those two guys that yeah. have still been shipping And he, like, shit gives over. them a shit ton of money, and they're like, what do we do now? <laughs> and, uh, and he, like, watches a video, and he's like, polar bear? Like, what the hell? And he's like, yeah. It's polar bear. Like, I don't know. <laughs> There's so many things, like, they never did explain that's just like, well, I think that show got, I think the problem with that show is that it got too much, you know? There's too many, like, random-ass things, you know, that are still left to, to you know, up for mystery. Yeah. Arguably, I mean, to me, I sort of wasn't a huge fan of the show, like, once the cast started getting split up and like yeah and then the t- alternate timelines and stuff kind of made it hard to enjoy the first two seasons were freaking amazing third and fourth were pretty good and the fifth and sixth got really weak because there's just so many i think they just got too big i think they the well, done it better didn't help that there was a season that took place during like the writer's strike yeah <laughs> that really fucked shit up yeah but I mean, what, what can you do i guess there was just some episodes like one time my buddy Kurt was talking to me about it, and he's like, oh, dude, have you gotten to the van episode yet? And I was like, what? And he goes, 
Yeah, he goes, that's when the, he's like, I realized how weak the show was getting was when there was a whole episode dedicated to them finding a van and fixing it up and then driving it for like 30 seconds at the end. Yeah. (laughs) And then then I got to that episode and I was like, that wasn't that bad, but what a dumb episode. But yeah, there there are some throwaway (laughs) episodes. When you binge watch the show, you're able, I think, to forgive a lot more than you would be if you were watching it week to week. Like if I were watching Lost week to week, I would have given up on it after season one probably. No, I, I watched it religiously from season one to season four, and then by then I was like, you know, I'm just gonna wait till the DVDs come out because I don't think I, I just don't because we were having lost parties and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, those and were huge back. I started in the day. That, that was the, the first show that like really yeah that I, had like a and we started that in the like second that. season. Like the first season came out, we got the DVD, watched it. Oh, that's freaking amazing! So then from second season to the fourth season on through, we had lost parties every week. Yeah, and it just got. By the fourth one, it's like, yeah, they kept going. I was like, ah, I'll just wait to the DVD. I don't want to. Yeah. Because I was devoting one night every single week. Yeah. You know, and I was in bands at the time, so it was like, no practice, no shows those nights. You know, I was like, yeah. I'm turning down, like, legit shows so I can watch a fucking TV show. It's yeah. Like, eh. And I wasn't even getting pussy out of it or anything like that. So it's <laughs> like, there's no real reason for this. Speaking of which, me and Bailey went down the YouTube rabbit hole the other day. Oh, God. We were watching videos of Cela PR. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> nah, don't be, man. There's one on there. I, it's hard to find now, but I know it's on there on YouTube. It's, it's not like concert footage of us on tour, but it's like footage of us like in between shows on tour. Like just messing around. Dude, I still got all that footage from our tour. <laughs> I got to do I have, something I have a bunch. That. I have a bunch, too. <clears throat> I got to put something together. I would love to like, you know, because <clears throat> I know we had Aaron try to put together a DVD for us and it just wasn't exactly what we were after. Yeah, he, <clears throat> he left out some of the best stuff. I never got that. Because he, he put all of our opening show on there. Yeah, there's none from the no, none of the shows from the actual tour. There's no none of the funny stuff in between no. shows like Double A in the gorilla suit helping the homeless yeah. guy out. I, dude, I still have all of that. I should like put together like a little mini web series of of. of of monster at it going on tour and just like do like maybe <laughs> five years later <laughs> yeah, dude why not like do like well, five to ten minutes of footage like yeah. every week or something like that because there's so many shows that are on that footage that aren't anywhere else on youtube or anything oh yeah we have there's only like five or six shows that actually are on youtube out of the hundreds that we did yeah well there's more than five or six there's probably like 10 yeah or 12. there's probably 10 or 12 you're right but oh well don't matter some good ones some bad ones, some good ones. A lot of bad ones. Uh, I was thinking about that, thinking about that the other day. Like, God, like, because every once in a while I get like the show bug, you know? Yeah, yeah. I have. And I'll start right playing now. my guitar, <laughs> and I'll be like, "Oh man, maybe, maybe I should get the band back together to do a show and actually do it this time." And then start thinking about all the fucking work that goes into it and all the headaches and. Well, it's like. A- and I, then I see my wife lying in bed, like, I'm going to go fuck my wife. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to some of the people, but there's, like, some people that it's, like, kind of, like, hurting cats to, like, get anything to happen. Oh, God. No, yeah, it, it's totally hurt, hurting cats. <laughs> um, because, like, I don't know. You know, like, the benefit well, of, We can like, say names. I mean, we'll just say, who, who, like, who, who's hurting cats. Well, okay. Specifically, like, I was thinking of Shweddy and... Shweddy, and Double A... a. Um, well, especially now, I mean, that'd be hurting cats because they both have families. Yeah, the yeah. Freddy's like hurting cats. Sean's always been easier, but, you know. Yeah. But he has a really weird-ass work schedule, you know, so it's it's also, uh, he's more, he's tough to nail down for anything. But he also has the benefit of, like, sort of wanting to do that sort yeah, of stuff, Yeah, he, he actually like, has the urge to do it, you know. Yeah. Not just it, like, that was always a problem with, like, the other people is it was always... We're, I mean, we're not talking shit. So it's not no, like, we're not. I'm not saying shit. But that was the problem with Double A and Shweddy sometimes too. Is like, is like they definitely enjoyed doing it, but like the motivation, I feel like to <clears throat> like I feel like when we started jamming with them, like our practices became less and less productive. Like, uh, like we became better as a band, but I feel like we got less done in practice. Yeah. Um, well, I think I think the biggest problem was is that <clears throat> there's a span like four or five months where the only shows we ever did were at the wasteland. We never branched out. Yeah. So it's like, we never really had to practice. So when yeah. we did practice, it's like, Oh, this is boring, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, 
I wouldn't say it's all their fault, but they're. I mean, no, I'm not blaming them. Definitely, mar- marijuana was a key factor. And, <laughs> but no, actually, I, I'm definitely not shit talking because Monsteratic was the best that it ever was with both of them. So I'd say that's, that's probably one of my <laughs> my favorite, just the music wise, the, the lineup: me, you, uh, Shwedy Mike, and Double A. And I really liked playing guitar. Yeah, I know you were, it was better than being stuck on drums or bass, huh? I mean, I love playing drums. I mean, I'm, I really like miss playing drums a lot. And it's weird to think that, because uh, I was, the other day I was like thinking about, because I, I, I've been like joking along with the idea for years of like putting together like the evolution of Rhett in music, like CD. Yeah. Like, or like mixtape or, yeah. you know, playlist or whatever. And, you know, and it would start off with like, some of the songs that I first wrote when I first started playing guitar or like recordings of me in high school band, like doing jazz band or whatever, just like shit stuff. Right. Because I still have all these recordings. And then my first jam session with like, you know, Taylor and John Blatchford when they were in a band together and I wasn't. And then we formed our own band. You were that weird guy on the side. I didn't want to be in a band. Well, they were a band John Blatchford and Taylor who, uh, have been on podcasts and, uh, and uh kurt my buddy kurt and then their friend uh well my friend too danny vandekoovering they were all in a band together called beneath the burden and uh they oh my played god that's so stereo i'm sorry but that's a, such a stereotypical yeah we know. like a true vibe was i actually kind of like that name a little bit because it's like it was different yeah it was pretty original i thought like there there uh wasn't any bands called the true vine at the time by the time we were done you could go on youtube and type in the true vine band and get like four bands that were called that including us yeah uh, the other, like, two of them were, like, worship bands, like, and then the other one was some sort of, like, Christian metal band like we were, yeah. which was weird. Uh, but I started jamming with them uh, because they were having a hard time, I guess, like, and I'm not trying to shit talk here, but they were just having a hard time with uh, Danny Vandekoovering, and... I don't know, and they wanted to play a different style of music, like they wanted to do metal and yeah. stuff like that, because John and Taylor were getting into metal. So then me and John and Taylor started jamming, and uh, and we wrote like some of our first songs together, and then Kurt joined up. Lee was one of our original bass players. Yeah. And then Lee switched over guitar. We had three guitar players for a while. Kurt I forgot was on Lee bass. was in that. Yeah. It's easy to forget, because it was before we did much. Like, we played two or three shows with Lee. Yeah. And then what it came down to was Kurt, or Taylor was going off to college, and... and Trying to be something, you know. And we were writing all of Lee's parts for him. Yeah. And it became increasingly difficult to figure out a third guitar part for everything. Yeah. And I was like, what do we have him do? Like, just copy us? And so that's, like, what he was doing. And then he was sort of just, like, jamming a lot while we were playing. And then he was like, yeah... I feel like the band's going to break up when Taylor's gone, so I'm going to quit. And I was like, okay. And then the band stayed together. <laughs> and then it was just me, Taylor, and John and Kurt for a few years. And then John left the band, and it was me, Taylor, and Kurt. And yeah. uh, we had some freaking sweet shows that way. And then Kurt left, and it was just me and Taylor for a while. Then John came back, and then it was me, John, and Taylor for a while. And then it was just me and Taylor as a different band called These Evil Days. Um these evil days he had some good stuff it was just a two-piece too that was kind of cool yeah actually my favorite songs were always these evil days songs well there were some good true vine songs especially like on our like like our second or like third round of songs that we wrote because that's what we would do like we'd have this burst of creativity and we'd write like a whole album's worth of songs and then and then we'd just like play some shows and jam and then we'd have another burst of creativity like the following year and write like another album's worth of songs my favorite ones were like from our second year. Um, those were always like the most fun. Like we played those at that first show we played at the space when it's just me, Taylor, and Kurt. And uh, but then yeah, these evil days like just fucking power duo. I, I remember you remember the guy who booked uh, Peppers up in Vancouver. Yeah, Matt. Matt. Yeah, he was in this band called Ex Nihilo, mm-hmm. and they were like a speed metal band almost. And and we went and played a bunch of shows with them up in Vancouver, like at this bar called Shanahan's yeah. and like a couple other places. And I remember like all of the other bands like were just super blown away that uh, that we were able to like play so tight. And some of our songs were so fucking fast. That was in my fast phase. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and well, the problem was you're also in Monster at the time, which is super dumbed down because I suck at guitar. And so it's like it was all minimalist. It, it just ended up being like a minimalist, like punk 
metal band. Yeah. Not not necessarily sound like punk, but we we had the punk mentality of like less is more. Yeah, but because I saw stuff. Like, <laughs> but we had some fast stuff in Monstratic. Yeah, but if you think about all the fast stuff, was like really simple fingerings or like just yeah. chords that were played really fast. It wasn't really. That was always my favorite stuff in Monstratic was playing fast on drums, like Douche Willis. I mean, that wasn't that <laughs> fast, but I missed some of the song names. So some, once in a while, I'll think up next new song titles. <laughs> like, oh, that'd be awesome. My favorite song title, we never really ended up using it. It was Ted Dancing in the Streets. We wrote a song we, for that, we, and then we, we never played. We played one show, we played, yeah, and we never that was practiced like the best it again. best song title we ever <laughs> had was Ted Dancing in the Streets. Ted Dancing in the Streets. Christopher life. Lloyd of the Rings. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ted Dancing. We played that like once or twice, and then we never played it again. I think we played it at the Wasteland opening show. Because we. It was a show that I remember we played at one show that your dad was at. And then your dad afterwards, like, yeah, that song sounds like some other songs. Because, like, what was one yeah. that we wrote that sounded almost exactly I like know, Ted I don't Dancing? remember, but it was pretty bad. So I was like, okay, well, we'll just jump. I think that what we said was like, oh, but we're, we're, we'll uh, work on it, make it better. And then we never did. Yeah. The fire really likes you, right? That smoke's coming right at you. I know. Almost the entire show, you've been dodging it. <coughs> it's shit. <laughs> Motherfucker. Um, God, how did I get onto that thing about the band, though? Oh, I don't even fucking know, dude. We've been all over the place this episode. I'm just kind of rambling. Know, uh, fuck. Oh, I don't know. Playing guitar and Monstratic and shit. Uh, oh, yeah, because that's what I was going to say, because I was, I was thinking about creating, like, a Evolution of Rhett and Music playlist. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and, you know, th- so going through, like, These Evil Days and then doing the Monstratic stuff, yeah. and Monstratic, you know, me on drums... Switching to bass, switching to guitar. <laughs> Some of those shows on tour, if you just isolate the audio, the audio I don't. I remember not being that bad. Oh yeah, it's actually pretty good. Like, I yeah, double A camera, was actually got into some relatively good positions. Where well, and was the camera just captured the sound really good. That was the same camera we used on the last show with you, me, Sean. <laughs> the last show, you, me, Sean, yeah, and Kane. Which didn't end up being the last or, show. You, me, Sean, and Kane. You and me and Sean. And uh, that's the same camera, and it's like crystal clear audio. Yeah. Uh, Sean has the other uh, video half of that, and I was always saying, like, dude, put that up on YouTube, because he only has the first half of it for some reason. And it stops, like, right after we do, like, the, I don't know what song it is, but... Willem Dafoe. Yeah. The but it's like fuck, what was that called? The oh, but then it's right after right after it's like this is your chance to fuck a move around and then it's like circle pit part and then nothing happens. Yeah, and then the song ends there and there's a whole half of a show still left. The camera died though before we got to playing um uh I remember like it Dude, that was like the most legendary show too. Remember we played before Rocket in the Free Rocket in the Free World when the power went out. And, and the we just pa- kept, we, well, the drums were acoustic, so like, hey, I'll keep going. The power went out, and so you kept going, and then, and I was like, oh no, what do we do? And I look at Sean, and Sean's like, yeah. <laughs> when in doubt, clap. <laughs> he just starts clapping, and we just start singing the chorus over and over yeah. and over. And we're just like, keep on rocking in the free world. That's been like me and Sean's closer <laughs> since we were sophomores in high school. Wow. My dad taught us how to play that, that song. Most because I think he was tired of us playing all these other shit songs yeah. we were writing. So I was like, here, learn this one. So we learned <laughs> it. We're like, oh, that's awesome. That that turned into our uh, our closer. Yeah. And that's always been the closer for me and Sean for years. That's funny. Because it, it's it's one where like Sean gets to uh, really show off, and you know, and when we have Freddie, you know, he yeah. has his little moment. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Good times though. Good times. I uh, yeah, Monster Rides was was always interesting. <laughs> I mean, Anyways, if you're interested in actually knowing what we're talking about, look up Monster Addict on iTunes and or uh, YouTube, Spotify, uh, Spotify, CD Baby, CD Baby. I need to get it on, up on Bandcap so people can just download it for free. That's a good idea. I was thinking about you actually making... suggested that like six years ago. And I never did it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I'll get to it. And no, it wasn't did. six years ago because we only became friends on Facebook six years <laughs> ago. Apparently, <laughs> uh, we've known each other close to ten years. How old are you? Twenty-five. Okay, yeah, well, not 10 years, because you were... I met different. you when I was, like, 17. Yeah, but we weren't friends then, and we thought we each other were douches. <laughs> I didn't think you were a douche. I liked you. I wanted to be just like you. Well, <laughs> I was like, I'm I want to have a podcast with that guy. <laughs> Someday I'm going to sit around a campfire in his front yard and talk about nothing. 
Which is what we're doing. <laughs> Which is what we're doing. No, that was funny. Uh, I saw that on Facebook today. <laughs> well, yeah, I just saw it, you know. It's been longer, though, because Monster like, just had like their seventh anniversary, or it's about ready to have its seventh anniversary, and you joined after a year, and I knew you well before then. Maybe we weren't Facebook friends. Probably. Dude, I'm 30 now. I know. Words me out. It's fucking crazy. Words me out a little bit. Like, it's been 12, 13 years since I graduated high school. That fucking blows my mind. Speaking of you being 30, uh, <laughs> this week, at the drive-in tickets go on sale. I know. So wait, wait, When's that show? That's in June. June it? 6th. It's a Monday night, which kind of sucks, but um, I'm going to go ahead and just buy four tickets because that's the maximum you can buy. Oh, I'll pay you back. So, right, well, well, I should ask, are you offering me one of those? Uh, yeah, if you want one. Yeah, I'll fuck yeah, I want one. Um, I know there's a lot of people that are going to be interested in going, but um, I'll buy four. You, I mean, what? honestly, you, you might... You're currently cons- having sex with my sister. I think you owe me. This is weird. It's <laughs> a weird conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I have on you. <laughs> Other than the time that we had sex. I mean, does anal sex count for things that I owe you? Yes. Oh. Just trying to gross you out. Didn't work. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, though, maybe I don't. I mean, I definitely can buy four, but it might be best if um, maybe you buy some extras, too, just in okay. case. Like, I don't know. I don't get it paid till Friday, so. It sucks because they're 40 bucks a piece. Holy shit. Yeah. I, it'd be worth it to me because I've been a fan of them since I, they uh, got big in 2000. Fuck yeah, dude. So, I don't know. But. You know, if I buy four tickets, that's you, me, and Bailey right there. And I know, like, I'm, I have a shit ton of other friends that are going to want to go. Well, fuck them. They can They'll probably their buy their own tickets. Yeah, but they can buy their own tickets. Brett, buy me a ticket, damn it. Fine. I'll, I'll buy four tickets. But at the drive-in, folks, go see him at the Crystal Ballroom. January, June 6th. Well, I think they're, yeah, they're touring all over. Hopefully they They're actually doing a stayed, whole world tour. Yeah, hopefully they stay together for that whole thing because it, it's pretty wishwashy with them. I wonder though. Uh, I'm interested in because done the, their album drops this week, isn't it? Holy shit! Really? Or no? Maybe it's next week. Now I'm thinking about Fuck, it. Fuck. Either way, dude, that's badass. You know what? Uh, I wonder though, who's their bass player for this? Because I know it's a guy from. Oh fuck! And it was it's he was in Sparta too. Um, three of the guys were in Sparta. The other two were in Mars Volta. Yeah. Um, fuck. Cedric Bixler is the guitarist. You know my Jim Ward's the drummer. Omar Rodriguez is the one guitarist. I can't remember the other two. Fuck. Anyways, sorry. well, after their bass player died, before Relationship of Command came out, he died of a heroin overdose. Oh, that's an old. Ba- that's like way back when. I thought you meant their current bassist right now. Well, I was just wondering because Flea was their touring bassist for a while and played bass on Relationship of Command. No, he didn't. He yeah, did. No. They- no. Yeah. He, Flea played bass on Mars Volta. No. Flea played bass in fucking At the Drive-In. Yeah, maybe he did, but not on Relationship of Command. Which? I'll I'll bet a ticket on it. You'll bet a ticket? I don't know if I want to bet that much. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pay for two tickets rather than one. Flea playing. You might be right that he played with At the Drive-In on an earlier album, but... It's uh, definitely a different guy. On uh, It's the guy they have now on Relationship. What are, you, what are you typing in? I'll type in something different. Well, I should just go look up the credits on Relationship. Uh, I'll command. look it up. I'll look that up. Damn, I have like really shitty connection out there here. There we go. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we, I have Wi-Fi, but we must be out of, out of sync or whatever it's called. Personnel. Paul Hino, he and oh fuck, my phone just died. Uh, Hino, Hino Yos, some weird last name. Fuck, all times my phone today. Fuck, I have like the worst connection out here of all time. Oh, we'll just look it up later, and we'll talk about it next week. You just don't want to be wrong. No, I guarantee you I'm right. I just looked it up and my phone died. That's my. That's probably my. I that's I had to buy that album five times because I've listened to it to the point where it wouldn't play anymore. 
You got Arc Arsenal was the first track, Pattern Against Oh, Caesar. yeah, well, and then Flea was in that their new band, Anti-Mask. Yeah, he, and that. Flea also played bass on, like, the first or second, maybe the first two uh, Mars Volta albums. Why do people get into drugs anymore, you know, famous people? Hasn't there been enough, like, evidence of, like, what's going to happen? Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's a kind of a complicated question. Anyways, where are we at in time? We're at like 45, 50 minutes. You want to call it? Hmm. Yeah, I definitely don't see him on collaborations without the drive-in even. Which is interesting, because I read an article from the guys uh, in, <clears throat> like, the lead singer of At Cedric, the Drive-In. Cedric Bixler. And they were talking about when his uh, when their bass player overdo- overdosed. They, they, they like might have been an earlier bassist, because I think the only original members are the singer and both guitarists. Well, he doesn't even... I don't see at the driving on here at all. I just see the Mars Volta. There's three albums here that he played bass on, apparently. Oh, wow. Really that many? Well, I don't know if it was the whole things, but... Yeah, it's not even listed on the Wikipedia page. So, I must have been wrong. Okay. We'll have to double-check uh, and talk about it next week, but... Hell yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we can call it. Yeah, we're at 45 minutes. Sweet, yeah. Um, let's go ahead and just say... Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in around the campfire. Sorry we uh, twisted your ear noodle around nothing. Twisted <laughs> <laughs> your ear. We got to turn that into like some kind of sexual position or something. Twisted ear noodle. Twisted ear noodle. It's kind of sexy. Yeah, so I was, I was fucking this chick, and then I tried to pull the twisted ear noodle on her, and yeah, she just didn't go for it. My wife always goes for the twisted ear noodle. <laughs> what, what would that be? What would the twist, <clears throat> twisted ear noodle be? Uh, what position is it called when the guy puts his legs back and then he puts his dick like this and then the girl like missionaries him basically? Oh, I don't know. Congress of the cow. <laughs> Congress of the cow. That's from the, the <laughs> that one sex book. The I forget what it's called. It's been around for like thousands of years. Kama Sutra. The Kama Sutra. That's a position in there. Congress of the Cow. It's like Twisted Ear Noodle. That's not much weirder than that. No, it's not really. Twisted. Okay, Twisted Ear Noodles when uh, she's giving you head and (laughs) you grab her ear and then twist it and then dick slap her in the eye. (laughs) (laughs) That's the dumbest thing I've ever. What? It's similar to the Persian Slipper (laughs) 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 or the Wobbly H. Twisted ear noodle. Oh lord! Somebody uh, write us in your definition of the twisted. Oh, there ear we noodle. go. Yeah, guys, let's get some definitions yeah, get, here. Send us some uh, definitions S- of the twisted, twisted ear, noodle. ear noodle, or send us some other. If there's some other crazy sex detailed acts. illustrations work <laughs> as well. Pictures if you got them. Uh, photos, video. <laughs> but like, if you have any other like crazy sex acts or positions with weird ass names, you know, I'm not talking like the Dirty Sanchez or the Cleveland Steamer. That I mean, really original stuff that no one's heard about. Like, send that in. That'd be cool. We'll the read sex it. acts. <laughs> Chop them with the sex axe. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you said it, not me. Twisted ear noodle. <laughs> <laughs> it just, Lisa, you want to do the twisted ear noodle? Yes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Oh. Um. Yeah. So, uh, tune in next week for the twisted ear noodle. For the twisted ear noodle. Hopefully, you guys send out some shit for us. And uh, oh, real quick, I just wanted to say. I was going to talk about this at the beginning, and I never did, but uh, me and Taylor are uh, this week working on a project. Uh, we're making a short film. and um, must be nice to have all that time to do these creative things, right? We're filming it I in one day, so <laughs> we only have like one or two days to do it all. So we're like, the idea behind this was that we would take a movie project idea, and we would birth the idea and finish it in one weekend. Yeah. So... Like, we have the idea, Friday night, we're going to finalize the script, yeah. Saturday, we're going to shoot it, Sunday, we're going to edit it, and have a completed project by Monday morning. Yeah. Um, so, uh, hopefully, uh, I have... Uh, How long is it going to be? Uh, less than 10 minutes. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, nothing special. But I think anything longer than 10 minutes is not a short film anymore. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing that, so hopefully the, uh, we have, like, some uh, product to uh be able to show you guys and stuff um you know next week if you're if anybody's interested yeah 
um, really looking forward to it. It's been a lot of fun uh, so far, brainstorming and, and, and sort of talk in production. It's like the first time that I'll ever make a movie or anything. So nice. I've never. Made well, there's that one uh, mean you made. Well, that should have stayed between us. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you knew better to say that. Well, then I probably should have sold the rights to it to that really nice German guy. Moonshine's again. Boils at home. Like, oh, I got to find this lovely film they made. <laughs> I mean, I guess we've made movies with your brother and stuff. Yeah. Well, this will be the first time that I'm like actually making making instead of just. I always die in those. You always <clears throat> end up killing me in the Max's movies. Yeah. It's not fair. I'm his brother. Not anymore, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead. You're dead. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And um, you, I'll have uh, links and stuff for that next week when me and Kane talk, hopefully. So, um, Other than that, cool. You guys can hit us up. Twitter, at Red is Awesome. Kane or Wainer or Duel of Taints. Um, you can also email us at duel at airpodcast.com. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash airpodcast. And, uh, you can call us at 657-888-3835. That's 657-888-DUEL. Leave us a message, hate us, love us, uh, whatever you want to do. Um, and, uh, we do have a little bit of more fan mail, but, uh, we'll, we'll get to that another time. Uh, not We, we accidentally dropped the paper into the fire, so. <laughs> the fucked up joke. part is that it's true. <laughs> oh, sort of. Kane said it was a stupid joke, but I watched him. Watched him burn that fucker down. It was just a list of one name. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Raymack. <laughs> <laughs> Written over and over and over, dropped into the fire. Like shining style. <laughs> yeah. All work and no play makes Kane a dull boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Cool. Well, until next time, this has been Duel of Taints. I'm Rhett. And I'm Kane. It's a trap.